Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, 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 back and ready for more Crusader Talk. Another week, another episode here on a Monday evening. Glad that you are with us, either on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 or online, supertalkhattiesburg.com. Or if you're one of those that just likes to take it in casually in podcast form. However you're joining us, we're glad that you are a part of it today. Got a lot coming up for you as we have a little bit more of a soccer preview in store for you here on the network as we... Previewed men's soccer last week, interviewed Coach Barry Farrell on the program, and he had a lot to say. That was his first time on Crusader Talk, and he had some good information, good insight for us, and told us a little bit about his history here at William Carey. Uh, We'll also be talking to Coach Danny Owens later in this episode. But for right now, Josh, we have the privilege of having our analyst for the season on the broadcast side, Clayton Rush, who also happens to be my cousin-in-law. Future father, by the way. Congratulations, Clayton. Thanks, Caleb. Glad to be here. And, yeah, very excited about that. By the way, when's the big reveal? I know you and Abby are uh, going in for an appointment soon or had one recently. When is that going to be public? We are uh, probably probably later this week. We're going in tomorrow, actually. Actually. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we'll uh, we'll find out the big news tomorrow. So, now, what was your sport sport of choice growing up? Is this a sports reveal? Is it gonna you gonna play it safe? We're gonna play With it a, safe. Okay, yeah, yeah. opening up a box safe. and something's coming out. Yeah, balloon. there's not gonna be okay. anything, Nothing athletic. Nothing <laughs> that requires any more skill than just yeah, opening a box. So. Okay, because yeah, because uh, my good friend, we were mentioning my friend Kyle Tate. Uh-huh. He was the one who had the vi- national, global, viral video of the didn't even swing. That was Kyle? That was Kyle Tate. I never knew that was Our Kyle. Our friend botched yeah. the gender reveal. I won't be going viral. I can tell you that much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, glad you're on here, Clayton. And uh, the reason we brought you on, one, is just to introduce everyone to you that hasn't already heard you on the broadcast with Ben in the past. Uh, but to bring you in on Crusader Talk and talk about not just these teams that we get to watch in the upcoming weeks, but also just about your background and you know, how you've come into this you know, group of illustrious broadcasters, if you will. I, I have a backstory, Josh. Clayton and I you know, have known each other for a number of years, and he was about the only resident soccer guy that I knew that I could call on when it came to covering the NAIA opening round a couple years back. He turned me down and just said he wasn't interested. You know, that's fair. You know, you have to find the right person. Well, somehow or another, Ben convinces him to jump onto broadcasts. And next thing I know, he's calling the national championship game on the radio with Ben. And he calls me on the way back saying, I get it now. I understand why you love this broadcasting thing so much. Yep, it gets in you, doesn't it? It does. It does. It was a lot of fun. I've had a, a great privilege of getting to do this for the last two years now. Uh, yeah, three years ago when Caleb called me, I just wasn't quite sure it was kind of something I wanted to get into, but uh, Ben Milam and I, we had a great time calling the games for the last couple of years, and uh, yeah, it's been a great privilege just you know getting to be back on campus where I went to school, so it's been really fun. 
Yeah, so you've been a part of the William Carey family for a number of years, and for all those out there that aren't familiar with you, you were on the team for Coach Barry Farrell and got to see uh, up close and personal what it's like being under his tutelage. What do we uh, need to know about what these players are experiencing being trained up under him? Well, they are, for one, they are experiencing the Mississippi heat for the first time this Ooh. August. Preseason starts usually that first or second day of August, uh, and you know, you've got these guys that are playing coming in from Spain and Portugal, Brazil. Uh, you know, some countries that they, they see heat, but they don't see the Mississippi heat. And you jump right into a good old two-a-day or three-a-day that first week of preseason, and it is welcome to Mississippi for sure. Mm. Well, you know, people were asking me even this weekend up in Memphis. I was in Memphis uh, with family, and they were saying, well, you're okay, so how far are you from the Gulf? An hour. Okay. So you, you get a breeze, right? I'm like, oh, nope, no, nope, no, 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 nope, nope. no, 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 no. There are pine trees blocking all breeze. There, there is no relief. None. Not one bit. So, Clayton, in your years that you've gotten to cover William Carey, you've obviously gotten to see the national championship run of the girls a couple of years ago. Uh, men with an illustrious uh, – I've used that word twice now – a big national championship run last year as well. And they just have successful year after successful year. Yep. What is it about this school that just makes those embers glow when it comes to soccer? You know, I, I think the biggest thing that I see, really one thing that I saw when I was recruited to William Carey myself, and then just going forward every year, you know, you've got guys like Danny Owens and Barry Farrell that are in charge of these two programs. They've they've been a part of the William Carey family for so long that, you know, they're just they're household names in the NAI and now. They're they're guys that when when they go off recruiting or they're able to call a player from a different country and you know, they they have that recognition anywhere that they go where they say, you know, wow, we want to come to Hattiesburg. We want to play for these guys because we know that we've got a chance to compete for titles year after year. And it's just something that you can't do that with a with, with somebody who's maybe a newcomer coming in that has to build a program up on their own. You know, I mean, they've, they've been able to build these programs now for the last 10 years and, and just have built that legacy. I think one of the unique things about soccer, especially here in the U.S. with competitive teams, you'll have a lot of international students that join the fold. And for you as an American on the team, how was it making friends with everyone that was involved, but also getting past that language barrier and developing, cultivating that friendship? Well, it was easy, Caleb, because I had a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> That'll so help, won't I it? was one of us. Uh, so I, I had a, a privilege of getting to play with a couple other uh, great guys, uh, Billy Buchanan, William uh, Musak. They were from New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and uh, myself. And but yeah, I mean, you know, you come into the team and you're meeting everybody, and uh, but very quickly they see, oh, there's there's an American. He's got a vehicle. We can go to Canes after practice. We can go to Sonic after practice, and so it's just really really great uh, to get to meet all those guys and and see kind of where they come from and get to um, you know spend time with them, see how you know how different their soccer culture was in their countries versus how it is here in America. And just spending time with them is something that I'll always remember. Um, but, yeah, when, when you've got the vehicle and can take them grocery shopping, that helps too. You're talking about the coaches being household names, and now William Carey, I think, as a whole athletics in NAIA is a just a name that is synonymous with success. But now this these facilities, post-tornado, and all the build back and all the investment in infrastructure, right. and once that insurance money started moving, you don't even hardly recognize the place, no, do you? No, no. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have the King Student Center when I was on campus. Uh, that was a product of the tornado that 
I mean, honestly, I, I wish I could go back to school and, and get to hang out there, you know, on the weekends. Um, so yeah, the, the campus has changed so much and, you know, now you, you've, and the campus was beautiful before, don't get me wrong, but you've got these facilities now that whenever you're taking a student on campus for the first time, they can really, really be impressed by, you know, even the, the new addition to uh, the Clinton gymnasium and the the workout facilities that they've got over there. It's just, you, you don't, you don't have anything like that in the NAIA. And you mentioned Canes. So if you're touring them around Hattiesburg, do you mention that you have the largest raising Canes in the world? Oh, absolutely. Is, is that part of the pitch? Okay. Absolutely. All right. So somebody needs to be selling that. That was free advertising. <laughs> oh, you See, got Will, Will wants the mic now. We got to bring, got to bring Will on the mic. Okay. So there, there, there's one thing about Canes and William Carey. When I was a student there, I was there from 2014 to 2018. There's something about Canes, and I never really understood it because I'm not a big fan of Canes. After every single athletic event, everybody in the music department, which is where I was, everybody in the music department said. Load up in the car. We're going to Canes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I I I've never understood it, uh, but you know I I accept it for what it is. But I I'm, I'm going to give a little free advertising. K Rocks and Ellisville beats the pants off of Canes. I haven't tried it, but I've heard you it's need to. Good. You need to. So so what is the connection with Canes as far as? William Carey. So they used to do this. I don't. I don't know who we need to talk to. Maybe to bring this back. I don't know if it's DJ Pulley, Ben Burnett. I don't know how high up the totem pole we need to go here. But when I was in school, both on the team and, and after when I was finishing up my degree, they they would give out Kane's cards every time the yes. men or women's team would score yes. two goals, and everybody got a free Kane's combo if they scored two goals. And so we used to always go after the game. I don't think they do that. anymore. I can guarantee though. you the reason why that happened in. in Will made a comment just now that it happened at basketball, too. There's a point threshold. I think the problem was they were losing money on William Carey. (laughs) They were giving away too much free chicken. I mean, baseball, I think it was every sport. I mean, that was something that was embraced by, you know, they did that at multiple schools Mm -hmm. around the area. And, I mean, Canes just developed this following. And, I mean, I get it. I mean, I was there. I'd go call a game. And then you're going with the whole family to Canes after the game. So I, I get it. I get it. I'm a Caniac. So I, and K Rocks, I like K Rocks as well. Um, so, but yes, raising Canes, part of the experience. Absolutely. It's a lot of free advertising on this program today. I like it. Though. <laughs> we're going to sell what sales crew. We're sending the sales crew out with this segment tomorrow. Hey, and they're still a big supporter of William Carey too. So we'll we'll see Absolutely. them on the stream and everything else around the venues too. Clayton Rush. Analyst for William Carey Soccer on with us here for Crusader Talk. Got just a couple more minutes? Absolutely. All right, we'll be back with him in just a bit to continue the conversation as we talk all things William Carey Soccer today on Crusader Talk. We'll be right back. Tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. 
We continue on with a soccer edition of Crusader Talk. Caleb Hamill, Josh West with you. And our special guest, Clayton Rush, also in the house with our producer-engineer, Will Tony. So, Clayton, we were talking a little bit about your background at William Carey. And Josh brought up the tornado. You were a what, residence hall director. I can't remember what the suffix was I, for that. I was a resident assistant, assistant. in Braswell Hall, uh, which is the first dorm to the right when you come in the main entrance of campus, right next to Clinton Gymnasium. Yep, so we were there in the tornado. Yeah, so that that was – whenever you started bringing that up, I was like, yeah, Clayton was right there in the thick of that. It was. That was uh, – we won't have to relive that one because that, <laughs> that's – that was stressful enough for was, people coming to campus later, but you were right there in the thick of it. Well, there was multiple tornadoes. So I remember the one that hit the other campus at Southern Miss, and we were in El Paso when it hit. And so we're getting calls from family that are, like, in bathtubs and stuff like that. So that was when you're mm. on the other side of the world, essentially, mm-hmm. and that happened, that was crazy because we still had a day's worth of travel ahead of us. So that was, whew, yeah, never forget it. But it's crazy how God works in that whenever we go through catastrophes like that, sure. just how we build back so much better afterward. We come out on the other side. You know, we look and we have a great midtown area of Hattiesburg now after those tornadoes went through the heart of Southern Miss, and now William Carey's grown and uh, rebuilt so beautifully. And, and I know there's still a lot more to come on the campus in the days to come, but it, it just it's amazing to see just how much happens even after – that destruction. It's almost like pruning. But anyway, uh, Clayton Rush joins us talking about William Carey soccer. This is going to be a little bit of a women's soccer preview because we'll talk to Coach Danny Owens here later. And for last year's women's soccer team, it really felt like, at least in their mind as players and coaching staffs, that they underperformed their ceiling a bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Caleb. I think if you ask any Danny Owens coach team, you're going to talk about national championships, right? Because now that they've played in three out of the last five, uh, it's become the expectation really over the past six years now. And so, uh, yeah, anytime that anytime that you see a William Carey, a Danny Owens coach team not uh, in the Final Four or the national championship game, I, I definitely say that they would all agree that they underperformed. But uh, they, they definitely had a fantastic season, uh, just kind of lost it right there at the end. Um, you know, really – Played, played a few teams this past year that they don't normally play, and I think you know props to Coach Owens for, for putting a really, really tough schedule together to test his girls early, and I think you're going to see that again this year. So when we look at this, uh, we teased it last week that the rankings were coming out for men's and women's soccer as far as the conference breakdown of positions. The full top 25 preseason poll will come out Wednesday. Found that out uh, mm-hmm. this morning. But for William Carey women's soccer, they are preseason ranked number one in the SSAC. Men are ranked number three uh, behind Mobile and Dalton State. But, yeah, for the women to be ranked in that spot, no surprise. Absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a conference that they've been able to take a pretty firm control over for the past uh, four or five years for sure. And uh, I, I don't expect anything anything less this year. And we're going to hear from Coach Owens about that. But he already, in the SSAC's publication of the rankings, uh, pointed out, you know, we're honored to be voted number one, but that was based off last year's team and their results. And all they can do now is focus on this year's team and this year's goals. And like you said, the goal is get beyond where they were last year and go back to the national title game. Yeah. So... That's Coach Owen's goal, and I know we're going to hear a lot about that in uh, the next segment as well. But, Clayton, look at the men's side as well. 
This is a team that had a lot of pieces uh, leave from a year ago. It's going to be a bit of a reloading year. And Coach Farrell talked about it last week. So, but for you and what you've gotten to see over the last few years for William Carey's men's team, how did they piece things together and end up in a national title game last year? Was it a speed or was it, you know, I thought they were in the national title game, weren't they? The the men's, men's team? Men's team. They oh, where were, did they go? They um, – they were in the the NAI opening round in Oklahoma. I can't remember the can't remember the name of the team out of Oklahoma. Um, I may uh, be getting I'm getting wires crossed. Then my apologies. But uh, anyway, what is it about this year's men's team that's so different from last year? Possibly. Yeah, I, I think you, you do. You're right. So they've got um, you know any, anytime you lose your captain, uh, you know, and Sasha Vandersteen, the the French center back, who just really one of the most dominant defenders that I've ever seen come through. Uh, a Barry Farrell coach team you know there's going to be some question marks there obviously and uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to coach Farrell to see who you know might be taking over that captain uh, role this year but you know you've got a lot of newcomers along that back line uh, you know and then I look to see uh, a player like Joaquin Suarez probably come in and uh, get a lot of significant playing time there at center back he came in uh, last year as a freshman and did very very well uh, when they started to pile up some injuries and so really I, I think the you know who ends up playing uh, along that back four is going to be key as well as you know you had a lot of really young uh, midfield and forward talent specifically forwards uh, Brandon Birmingham was obviously fantastic and and you know expect him to come back this year uh, you know firing on all, all cylinders again but you know really kind of seeing some of those other uh, younger wingers coming through and, and and you know trying to piece together some more goals to help Brandon out. We're talking with Clayton Rush, our analyst on William Carey Soccer. Yeah, Clayton, what is it about you know, getting to watch William Carey Soccer from the broadcast booth that is so much fun? I, you and I have gotten to experience broadcasting at different levels over the years and have different stories and different experiences. How would you portray it to those out there that have never done it before, what that feeling is when you put on the headset? It is, it is a really unique opportunity, Caleb. I think the the thing that I love most about it, especially really, I think the thing that I love most about it is that I'm getting a chance to do it uh, at a school that I spent four years at. But, you know, really just seeing the highs and the lows of the season from start to finish, you know, no team's perfect. And, and you know, that certainly, uh, you know, neither team had a perfect season last year, obviously. And so, you know, getting a chance to see every game from start to finish, getting to actually, you know, watch when you know they get on a hot streak or a cold streak and how they figure it out uh, just the strategy behind how the coaches you know piece those games together when injuries pile up and you know it's such a long season there's so many different factors that play into it so I think you just you get a really unique opportunity to see just how the story of that whole season plays out yeah there are so so many storylines you mentioned um and one of the things that was we get to work together here this this fall is trying to pull out some more of these stories um which can be challenging uh, like you said language barrier and so forth um over your recent years what is, what's been maybe one particular storyline what's been one particular human interest story of of one of the players that made their way here found their way into this program made a name for themselves and and then fell in love with William Carey what's one of those stories that sticks out to you yeah i, I think a, a player that really impressed me over the last 2 years that i've gotten to call games um, I, I think back to the national championship game, Camilla Pescator, 
um, who's actually, to my knowledge, she's playing professional now, and uh, in the national championship game, went down very early in the game. Uh, you know, it was, and she had been a key player uh, really for for the whole season and her entire career uh, with Danny. And so, you know, went down early on in that national championship game. And you know, of course, when you're in the broadcast booth, it's all positive, right? It's all, you know, they, you know, the girls still got it. And but you kind of start wondering in the back of your mind how that game's going to play out now because they're down a key defender. And you know, she didn't re-enter the game, but but came back last year. And just just absolutely had a monster uh, season to finish her career. And so that was just really cool to see her bounce back from that uh, and, and to come back and, and be able to compete this past year. By the way, gentlemen, I, I had a chance in the conversation right there to look up what happened there. There was a bit of semantics on my part that I, I failed to mention. It was the national championship site that William Carey reached last yes, year. Yes, yes. And in the write-up, it just says NAIA national championship instead of round. So they fell in the opening round to Rio Grande, who right. ended up making it to the semifinals. That's so right. that's where the disconnect was, site versus game. Anyway, uh, looking at this women's team, Clayton, uh, you and I mentioned it off air about how Coach Owens is bringing in two stellar Japanese players, but also bringing back in some uh, Venezuelans that also played on the national team. How about uh, William Carey on a national stage bringing in players? Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy just just the reach that Danny has and, and the players that he's able to recruit. Uh, you, you talk about a player like Mary Angela Jimenez who scored for the Venezuelan national team in a South American soccer tournament this year. I mean, started every game, and you know she, she's not she's not playing for this D one school that everybody's talking about. She's she's playing for William Carey, and it's it's a testament to Danny and, and just the great work that he's done. And uh, yeah, but then you get a player like her. Now she's able to go back home. She's able to tell her friends, her family, how great Hattiesburg is, how great William Carey is. Mm. She's, she's doing all the recruiting for, for the team. Right. And she's able to uh, get an, and, and I'm sorry, I don't uh, quite remember the girl's name who's coming in now, but then you have another, another Venezuelan who's uh, coming in and playing for Danny as a freshman who was on, that team with Veronica Herrera, who was a you know household name for four years, and then Mary Angela as well. That's great stuff. Well, Clayton, we appreciate you stopping by. We're going to have to bring you in a couple times throughout soccer season. Absolutely, it's going to be a fun one. Recaps. It's going to be good. Look forward to being on the mic with you throughout this season. Uh, Josh will be on a lot of the games as well. Uh, we'll flip flop between us uh, for volleyball and soccer throughout this season, but we look forward to having you up there in the booth with us. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it, guys. All right. Well, that's Clayton Rush. And on the other side of this timeout, we will get a chance to visit with Coach Danny Owens, fresh out of practice, for a little bit of Crusader talk time with him. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, I appreciate Clayton Rush joining us earlier. Going to be hearing from him a lot throughout this season, both on the actual live play-by-play calls, but also in recapping some of the action throughout the weeks to come. 
We have a lot of fun on the horizon as volleyball just got their little preseason underway last week with a tri-match. That went pretty well. Love to talk to Coach Rhonda Shirley soon about that. And also their first actual regular season game is just in three days. It'll be Thursday that they'll be playing on the road. I believe it's uh, in Kaiser at Kaiser. Hold on. Was that the tri-match that I said should actually be a Cinco match? Yes. Okay. That's the one. The same one. That is the one. But, yeah, they will get their season underway in the Kaiser Invitational against Dakota Wesleyan. They're going to start that at 9 a.m., but guess what? They're indoors, unlike the soccer team, which gets their season started in just a few more days. Coach Danny Owens, how has the heat been for your team leading up to this season? Man, I can't think of a hotter preseason um, than we've had this year, but uh, we've played it safe. We've gone early in the morning. And then we went uh, later in the afternoon, started about 6, really by the time we get going, 6.30. So it cooled off pretty quick afterwards. So um, so we've tried to stay out of the heat as much as we could these last two weeks. Yeah, Coach Josh and I were talking. We also cover high school football on Friday nights, and they've instituted new rules about the heat index and when you can't go out and practice in pads and whatnot. And so I'm sure that they're having to do early morning practices just to avoid the heat like y'all have been doing uh, early mornings and late evenings. But, Coach, for your team this year, it seems like it's the same song, second verse. Year after year, it's you'll lose some, but you're just going to reload and be right back where you were success-wise. The recurring theme that uh, went through the show last time you were on in March with us was that Last year's team underperformed, but everybody's eyes are still set on the national championship. Is that the feeling that you've seen through preseason as well? Yeah, I think so. We, um, I think our returners kind of know what to expect. We, we felt like we had a good spring, so um, we had a game canceled on us in the preseason, but we found somebody else. Uh, we've got a, a exhibition game tomorrow in Pensacola against West Florida. So um, been a good two weeks, but you know you kicking each other the same people every day i think they're ready to play somebody else and looking forward to next saturday with uh, this is uh josh west coach uh, it's a pleasure to be talking to you for the first time I look forward to working with you this year and so there'll be a lot we get to talk about in the coming weeks and months but you know starting off with this camp thought you know e- each team each offseason you've got different things that you want to get accomplished specifically what's been a couple of the main goals of this preseason camp that have been the the main main focuses getting ready for this year yeah, I think um, for the for the first time injuries. Not for the first time we were concerned about injuries, but it was really the first time in in a long time of our preseason uh, we didn't have a lot of injury uh, problems. Any muscles? Sometimes you'll get those little muscle tears, a little we call them niggles, where um, just kind of holds a player out for a couple of days. But um, so that was a big concern. We wanted to make sure that we we changed some things in the preseason. Um, you know, we tried to get fit and we wanted to get them fit, but we also changed some things. We didn't do some things that hopefully helped prevent, you know, some of those injuries. Um, and then just defending for us, we have a certain way we want to defend. So, um, you know, just getting them organized defensively, we, we kind of have a way of, you know, we really start one against one and then we go two against two to four against four. And then kind of we, we had the back four in the midfield and then at our forwards and how we want to defend. So that's really been the focus. The first week was a lot of fitness. Um, and then the latter part of the week and into this week has just been our team shape defensively, 
Uh, we did a little bit of offense yesterday. Um, and, you know, after tomorrow, we'll probably get into a little bit more um, before our game on Saturday. Coach, I would say a follow-up to that question about fitness and getting ready. Uh, a lot of sports now at a lot of different levels have really gone analytics heavy. Uh, has your program, has the NAI level league, William Carey Soccer, have they been able to uh, institute the analytics side uh, to be able to kind of look at numbers and, and see if they can have kind of be prepping players for peak performance? Or is that something you try not to really bother yourself with? No, um, actually, we, we bought a, it's called Catapult. Um, we bought a, a Catapult GPS system. We have a GPS and a heart rate monitor system that we've used. Um, we used it all of last fall, and it really, um, it was the first time we used it, and it really took us to fall to figure it out, you know, to see, you know, we can measure mileage and we can measure heart rate and heart zone, you know, red zones, heart rate and red zones, um, you know, top speed, sprint distance. So there's a lot of things that we can we can look at and we can measure. Um, and then we used the spring. We kind of did the same thing. A lot of the things we did in the spring, uh, we did a lot of speed training, and we measured a lot of things in miles per hour. Um, and then, again, this preseason, we were a lot more familiar with the with the, the catapult system. And, um, and I feel like that's probably a main reason why we didn't have injuries. We looked at that thing every day, really tried to track the mileage, we felt we were high on some of our mileage for the week, so we backed it off. We put in a day off. We put in a later session where maybe we didn't cover as much ground, try to bring that mileage down. Um, and then the other part was now that we got our mileage down, we didn't want to spike them back to a, to a high mileage. So we've been trying to, you know, gradually kind of bring them back to maybe where they would be because, you know, we're training twice a day. Their mileage is going to be a lot higher um, during the preseason doing two days than it is in the fall. So um, we noticed their mileage was high and we just try to gradually bring them down. And then we try to gradually bring them up over the last two days to, you know, um, to kind of get us into where we are during the season. And then now we'll try to just kind of plateau and keep that distance and all the different metrics that we use um, now and just try to keep that level as we move throughout the season. So real big into it. I got, we got real big into it in the spring with the, um, with the measuring the speed and the mileage and the different stuff we're doing. So um, I'm not an expert at it, but I enjoy it. It's the first thing we look at when we're in from practice every day is, is all the data um, from the practice and into the games. And we can look over from like a day, a week, a month. We can compare to last year now. So we have some things to compare. We use the eye to compare. Um, so it's, it's been, I think it's been a real helpful tool for us. Well, I'm, I'm excited you're embracing it. It fires me up. I mean, it's it is cutting edge stuff, and like you said, you're already seeing the the results of that in the in the reduced number of injuries. So, uh, just great job, coach. And so for that, you're preparing your team for the long haul of a season. And coach, for this team, it's a similar schedule. I feel like to last season. Uh, in that you're playing some pretty talented groups on the front end of your schedule to really prepare these girls for high-level competition ahead of conference play and ahead of the national tournament. What does that look like for your program? Yeah, we, we do it every year. Um, we try to play the toughest schedule that, that we can. We open up Saturday with the team that was top ten, made it to the national tournament. We follow up, we get on the road, we play another team that was in the national tournament. Um, and then the week after – uh, we played two teams that we played in the national championship in 
uh, 20 and 21. So um, it doesn't get easy. You know, it's a, it's a difficult schedule. We play as many top 15, top five teams. And then just for us, for our program, you know, I feel like our players are used to playing those teams. It helps us. You know, we get exposed in some areas playing those top teams. So we as a coaching staff can see maybe what we need to fix. Um, and then, you know, we just, and then when we meet those guys later in the national tournament, uh, just feel like the girls are prepared. They've seen them. There's no, you know, there's no surprises. We know the level. We know how difficult those games will be. And, um, I, you know, I just feel like it helps us when we get into the national tournament. Um, I feel like we're prepared as a coaching staff and then, you know, from a player perspective. Yeah. Speaking of no surprises, it got unveiled today the conference rankings as far as soccer teams are concerned and William Carey was atop those rankings on the women's side coach you uh, stated something in the SSAC's write-up that this ranking was based off last year's team and their results it's a whole new ball game for your group this year uh, has that translated well to the players they understand that I'm sure yeah I mean, we talked the other day and you know just said you know this team hasn't won anything you know and it's kind of the same thing every year is hey, it's a brand-new team. You've got new players. We've got some new players that are going to enter into the starting lineup, so those players need to get caught up. You know, I'm real big on my, my returners, my seniors. For them to lead, you know, they need to help explain the expectations and understand, you know, how we travel, how difficult the games are going to be, how do we prepare. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's great to be picked, you know, first, you know, being first in the conference, but, again, it, it doesn't matter. It's we want to be first in the conference in November, and you know, and that helps us with our seeding for the national tournament, and so on and so forth. So, so yeah, it's it's we we got to win our first game, and that's you know really all we've been talking about is is winning Saturday. So for the fans that have been following your program for a couple of years, they're going to see a couple new faces on the program, especially in the starting roles this year. Who are some people that we need to be watching out for here in 2023? Yeah, we've picked up. Uh, we've got. We've got a little freshman from from uh, Jones County, uh, Ella Jeffcoat. We we feel like she's done really well in this preseason camp. We know her really well just from being a local player, uh, so we're excited about her. Um, and then we picked up a few junior college transfers. Um, once we, we got a girl from Jamaica. She was on the national team. Uh, we hope that she comes in and uh, produces for us. And another girl out of Phoenix, Arizona. She won two national championships. Um, and was the MVP of the national of both national championships at, at the JUCO level. So, um, so yeah, we've got you know we've got some junior college transfers. We've got two freshmen from Austria that have come in. Uh, they've been battling the heat. It's been kind of a difficult uh, preseason for them, just with the the humidity and the heat. But they've they've battled through it. So, um, so yeah, we've we've def- and then we have some players that maybe didn't get a lot of minutes last year, but have been on the team and they understand kind of what's this all about? And they've, you know, maybe sit behind an All-American in front of them, and now it's their time to step up. And, you know, that's what we've done. Our senior captain, Chloe Strickland um, from Greene County, you know, she's a center back, and she sat behind two first-team All-American center backs for two years. And it wasn't that she wasn't good enough. It was she just had two players that were really good in front of her, and she stepped up, and she's been our leader for two years. So, we, you know, we're expecting some of our, play, our returning players you know, they're going to have to do the same thing. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time here on a busy Monday for you and your program. Get some rest tonight before the long haul of a long 2023 season. We thank you very much. Yep, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
All right, that's Coach Danny Owens of the women's soccer team. Josh and I will be back to wrap things up with you, give you a preview of the upcoming athletic calendar of William Carey and a little bit more. We will talk about that next on Crusader Talk. the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on you're listening to crusader talk on super talk hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com that was a great conversation with coach danny owens there in the third segment of our show and josh one of the things that was just a fun conversation but did not expect us to have a, a long point about it but the GPS tracking and analytics system that's tracking not only the miles run by his team, but heart rates and all of that. I told you during the break, when I was in school for computer engineering, which partners right up with electrical, that there was a team of engineers actually commissioned for their senior design project to design something just like that. A wearable sensor that would fit right over the heart, a wearable underneath the jersey or practice shirts, and it was for women's basketball. They were trying to get a track of you know all the different things in practice, how worn down the players would be. And now all of a sudden, I'm not saying that team is what you know, spawned this product, but that was in the developing stages back then. And now six years later, it's already a mainstay in college athletics. And it's already proving to be not just popular, but beneficial to programs in a huge way. Well, you'd come on to begin the interview talking about, you know, bumps, bruises, things that keep you out of practice for a couple of days. Those were down this year for the first time in a long time. Well, okay, so we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of months. And then if this continues into a second year and a third year, that that's going to be a definite trend. And, and because of what we know about uh, how these numbers are working for other teams, professional sports franchises, etc. There's no doubt, or there's no reason for us to believe that it won't continue in that direction. So, it, it, when I hear those type things, um, that you know William Carey is is doing all the type things. Was it last week or the week before? Uh, the the move, hoping to in the near future be able to get the nutrition bar and yeah. where it's like protein shakes and, and a cafeteria for athletes and being able to have access to those type things in between to be able to keep their nutrition up. Those are the things that are going to really separate and really move William Carey that one more notch. So they're competing for national championships. They're wanting to start closing the deal on national championships. They are right there. And I got to say though, for what William Carey has right now, man, Coach Owens is killing it in the bringing oh, no in question. players game. I mean, just to look across the board at all the different countries represented on the roster is amazing. And just how many of those girls are on national teams as well. I mean, Clayton you mentioned it earlier about the Venezuelan national team that already had uh, Carey alumni and you know, new players on it as well. Uh, Coach Owens pointed out some more. I mean, we're going all over the globe from Colombia, Brazil, Jamaica, and Japan, and then Europe as well, Germany, Iceland, England, you name it. I mean, 
we have more countries represented than I know world capitals to on this team. think about that all coming into Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to what started out as a women's college and has now expanded to be, you know, the largest medical school in the state. I mean, it's it's really mind-boggling to think about. It's kind of the same amazement that faced me when I found out Jackson hosts the International Ballet Competition. And so people from Russia and everywhere else in the world are coming to Jackson, Mississippi <laughs> wow. just for ballet. It's, it's crazy just how these towns of Mississippi have become focal points on a national, international stage. Well, and let's not forget Petal, Mississippi, which used to be the International Checker Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, who could forget that, Will? Nobody could, especially <laughs> if you grew up in Petal, because that was our claim to fame. And then international uh, sw- uh, catfish capital of Belzona. <laughs> We've got a couple that we, we need a road about. trip up there. Like the three of us, we need to take a road trip. Yeah, Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk had their own catfish tour. We need yeah. to have something similar. Maybe the Chicken Tender Tour or Mississippi. The, I, I'm okay. I'm down for the steak tour. Uh, oh, hey, wait! Thinking big over here. There you go. I'm okay with that. Way, way, way to be there, Josh. Way to be there. <laughs> I'm uh, here. I'm here for you guys. We're gonna get this thing sponsored. We're doing this. We're going all the way. All right. Countdowns for you as we wrap things up today. Volleyball official opening game of the regular season is three days away on Thursday. It'll get things started in the Kaiser Invitational. Soccer five days away, both for the men and women. They'll be playing at home. You can come out there and watch your Crusaders live and in living color as they will have – they're actually playing two different opponents uh, this week as well. The women actually get the late game at 7 p.m. against Missouri Valley College. And then on the men's side, they will be hosting West Alabama. They're at home. So that is soccer five days away. Cross country, new to the countdown list, 18 days away. They will get started on September 1st. Then women's golf 35 days away, men's golf 42. They'll get started September 25th with another invitational. Men's basketball 75 days away from opening on the road against University or Southern University of New Orleans. And then the women get started in 80 days on November 2nd on the road against Ave Maria in the Sun Conference versus SSAC Conference Classic. Well, Josh, another hour has flown by before our very eyes. Been a good one talking about women's soccer, and we'll have a lot to recap as next week we'll have the official top 25 of both men and women's soccer. We'll get to recap the game that each of those teams played over the weekend. Also, maybe talk a little recap of volleyball. We have, by next week, officially begun the 2023-2024 athletic calendar year. It's going to be a good one. So for our entire crew, thanks to Clayton Rush for joining us, as well as Coach Danny Owens, our producer engineer, Will Tony, my co-host, Josh West. I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Satyrs. Talk Mississippi Media Production.